Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Birmingham 2022, and remarkably, we're already halfway through these Commonwealth Games. I'm in Brum, in fact speaking from St Paul's Square, in one of the city's most on-trend areas. And like everywhere here, Birmingham 2022 t-shirts are in evidence, Perry toys adorn shop windows and hotel receptions, and people are coming and going to and from all the different events. This is Anything But Footy. It's Brum's The Word. I'm Michael. And I'm John, and Birmingham 2022 just keeps getting bigger and better, with Team England chasing Australia down at the top of the medals table, and old and new names making sporting history, or her story. Coming up in this podcast, yes, we've Adam Peaty, and we'll talk Laura Kenny, two of the biggest names at these games, who've had their challenges, but also come back to grab gold. But we've got the best of gymnastics, weightlifting, basketball, and athletics. This is Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy, the podcast bringing you bang up to date with Birmingham 2022. Athletics is underway and the first champions have been crowned. The final event on track on night one at the Alexander Stadium featured Hannah Cockcroft, multiple Paralympic gold medalist. She won a 100 metres event and we'll hear from her in a moment. But first, a bit of a shock on the track. Olivia Breen of Team Wales beating England's Paralympic champion, Sophie Hahn. Let's hear from Olivia. Ah, amazing! I'm obviously, I'm ecstatic. I knew it, I knew it was, it was in me, but I just said, I'll be happy with any medal. I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself, but I knew I had it in me, so I'm just so happy I did it. And this work that you've put in to get here tonight, it doesn't come easy, does it? Uh, I put in so much hard work, the sacrifices, everything. And I'm just absolutely ecstatic. Obviously, to get the first medal for Wales, it's just amazing. The first day of athletics, so, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And Sophie Hahn was so used to seeing her win and, and win well in races. What was going through your mind when you knew you were in front? Well, I beat her a few weeks ago, so I knew I had it in me. Obviously, it's taken me nine years to beat her, and it's just all the hard work. Keep, keep going, you know, you've got this. Obviously, I've had days where I'm like, oh, can I, do, can I be bothered? But I just said to myself, come on, Liv, it will come. And I'm just so happy I've never given up. 
describe the moment. You screamed as you crossed the line. I don't think I've ever witnessed a lap of honour that took quite as long either. Ah, it's absolutely amazing. Obviously, having no family and friends in Tokyo, it really makes up for it. And I just screamed across the line. I thought, oh, my God, I've done it. And I'm just so happy. Well, you've done it. You're the best tonight. Well done. Thank you. Hannah, well, congratulations. Huge congratulations. You are a Commonwealth Games champion, and I know you've wanted that for quite some time. Oh, it sounds very sweet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, this has been the... Um this has been the one medal that has always eluded me, you know, Commonwealth Games have come and they've gone in my career and my event's never been a part of it, so we've seen some upsets, especially in the para races out there tonight, just shows how much para sport is moving and, and has moved on since London 2012, um, but yeah, it's nice to be the one and it'll be so, so special to sit up there and have a different national anthem, Jerusalem for my first time, so I better go learn the words, um, but to sit up there with my English teammates will make me incredibly, incredibly proud. You got a huge roar tonight, didn't you? It must mean so much to you. Oh, honestly, you know what? At the beginning of my career, I got told by Chantelle Petitclair, the most successful wheelchair racer ever, don't show any emotion. Don't When you're on that line, don't show that you're scared, don't show that you're happy. Just And that's why I always give my salute when I'm on the start line. But tonight, that was impossible. It was impossible to do that because that noise, oh, man, it just it took me back 10 years and it was absolutely incredible. I'll never forget tonight. Well, what a wonderful first night of athletics, first night of track and field at the Alexander Stadium. I've got to say the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant, akin to London 2017, the World Championships there, London 2012, Glasgow 2014. The athletes seem to be really enjoying themselves as well. There's some really long laps of honour. I think Olivia Breen's lap of honour, as I said to her there, was probably the longest I've ever experienced. And Holly Bradshaw, who unfortunately had to pull out after trying to do the warm-up of her pole vault, having had that nasty accident in Oregon, at the World Championships. She said, even though she didn't even get to compete properly, that she had goosebumps walking out into the arena. And it's not just at the athletics. That's been replicated at all the venues that I've been to right across the city. So in Smithfield, you've got this really cool venue there, two cool venues, in fact, next to each other, the 3x3 basketball, the beach volleyball. They've got a lovely little park around it. Everyone that's been to the NEC tells me that the halls at the NEC are absolutely rocking with fans from right across the Commonwealth. And the University of Birmingham, again, people are really enjoying what they're seeing there. It is a real pleasure, a real privilege to be here at Birmingham 2022. And all I would say is I just hope that excitement and some of that great sport that we're seeing is coming across on the TV, John. Well, the BBC have had a bit of a bashing, to be honest, uh, Michael, for not showing squash and basketball in the first week of these games and some further criticism of the para coverage in particular on their first night of athletics that you've so perfectly summed up. Johnny Peacock absolutely fuming on Twitter about chats about the morning session when races were taking place in the evening behind them. Para races at that. We'd recommend watching the world feed on iPlayer with Steph Reed and Catherine Merry. It's uninterrupted athletics for more than three hours. Well worth it. Now, as you know, we're not BBC bashers here, but I do agree that the coverage of some sports needs to be better, particularly for the Commonwealth Games. This isn't the Olympics, or well, not for everybody, and they should be offering alternatives, I think. We need to showcase the sports that are not seen. In the case of squash, it is their Olympics, so why are we not showing it? Lots of talk about the Commonwealth Games Federation looking to sort out the next few games in 2030 and 2034 for venues in the next 12 months. I reckon they also need to consider offering a different broadcast package. So, yeah, the BBC should have the majority of the rights in this country. They're the national broadcaster and they can show absolutely anything. They can use live feeds 
Uh, but maybe you should put some of it on YouTube, like Sky Sports did with netball in the pandemic. You can watch every single game. Or maybe let other broadcasters pick up some of these so-called lesser sports. The BBC can dip in and out, but who can show it and people can watch it? Something has to change as people are doing things differently. We don't want chummy chats on the sofa. We want to watch what is happening right now live. And then we also want to watch highlights. Every breakfast time, we use YouTube to show my five-and-a-half-year-old son some of the big stuff. So Adam Peaty winning his gold, the men's 3x3 basketball triumph, for example. Things to think about, I believe, for the Commonwealth Games Federation moving forward. Well, talking of Adam Peaty, let's hear from him now. He paid a visit to Team England HQ right in the centre of Birmingham. You have a vantage point there where you can see the Central Library, Centenary Square and Broad Street. And just one night after saying it's only the Commonwealths and playing down his 50-metre breaststroke chances, the champion showed just that. He came back fighting. Adam, I want to start by asking you how you're feeling, because I'm not sure this week, because we've spoken a couple of times, you've been happy, you've been down. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, right? Sport is an absolute roller coaster of emotion. And it's one of those that I invested so much into this journey just to get to me to these games. Um, you won't even know the amount of pain and the amount of effort I've had to put into literally get to the blocks. Um, so when you put that much investment in and then you get fourth for something that you've been dominating for the eight years, of course, you're going to hit the lowest of the low. It's incredibly difficult. Uh, and incredibly difficult to come to terms with and get on with it the next day on the 50. But that's just the character of who I am. Um, Every single time in the last 10 years I've chose to fight, I've chose to turn up, and I wasn't going to change that yesterday. What's been harder, the mental or the physical fight? Um, It's always mental, because the physical needs the mental. (laughs) You need to turn up, and that requires effort, and that requires mental effort. So, you know, for me, I think it is, you know, these next two years is how I get that edge um, and how I, over the next two years, find that kind of Olympic performance that I deserve. Um, but I guess this has given me clarity. This has given me a kind of a wake-up call as well to what I'm doing in my programme and what I'm doing with Mel. And I think it's also given her that kind of hunger, but given us both that hunger to strive on and attack more and take it back to basics, I guess. Are you still learning? always learning um, somehow <laughs> I've done it it's only two lengths how much can you learn in two lengths right but I guess it's the the outer life stuff that you have to learn uh, the being an athlete but also being a father and balancing all that and you know still learning in every aspect of my energy and where I'm putting it so you know you do learn a lot about yourself when you're Marty uh, <laughs> and you know you're finishing that 100 and you wake up on the 50 and you try not to really care too much because you don't want to invest that much and be hurt again. You know, it's incredibly difficult for an athlete in any sport to fully give everything and not something pay off. So that's where I was on Monday. And then yesterday I woke up, I was like, you know what, scrap that. I'm just going to fight today. And, you know, it paid off. I'd never ask you to compare a medal, but what does this gold medal, the one you won last night, mean? I don't even know, you know. It's very high up there, though, very high up there, because it was a home crowd and it completed the collection. You know, I've won every single race I've ever had to win now and that's just proven me that I can be anywhere in the world and do anything and, and still win and that was an incredibly important one for me because I've been chasing that one since 2014 so 
it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good start to the journey. I'm so glad he came out and apologised for making comments that it's only the Commonwealths uh, when he lost. We wish him well and we wish him all the success that he needs and wants over the next couple of years. Laura Kenny also admitted she thought the scratch race at the London Velodrome may have been her last. The dame admitting she felt the same as Petey earlier on in the week, that she'd lost her spark in the first couple of events at the Commonwealth. But then she woke up in the morning determined to fight through as well. And with the help of her Team England cycling teammates, she won gold again in the London 2012 Velodrome on the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. Champions are champions for a reason. Now, it was a tough few days in the velodrome with serious crashes and injuries to Joe Truman and Matt Walls and Matt Bostock of the Isle of Man in particular. We wish them, of course, well as they recover. Sophie Capewell did win silver and bronze for Team England, though, on the track. Yeah, it's been been pretty good. <laughs> um, I've kind of got better as it's gone on. I've gone, we finished fifth in the team sprint, then fourth in the sprint, then third in the 500 and then silver in the clearing. So maybe I should have keep going. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really proud of the results I've got um, down in London. It's been a bit of a, we weren't really sure how we were going to be coming into the games, but yeah, really proud of that. And that schedule sounds to the average listener pretty tough. Did it feel tough for you or is this just all in a day's work? No, it was really tough. <laughs> it's been a really hard four days. I'm suffering today because of it. But I got further in, like, so the better you do, the longer you're racing for. So I'm happy that I got to race everything. But, yeah, my body's kind of, like, hurting now. <laughs> Did you sleep well last night or was there just that excitement of the fact that you've got the two medals? No, I slept really well last night. <laughs> it didn't take me long to get into bed. Um and I couldn't go partying because I've got the European Championships next week. So, yeah, I slept very well. <laughs> so let me talk about this programme, obviously, as you say, sort of things improved as the as the meet went on, if you like. Was that a good thing for you? Were you getting kind of like inspiration from the fact your results were getting better and better? Yeah, I think I gained a little bit of confidence as it was going on. Um, it's been like this is my first big major games. Um, so I think there was a little bit of, oh, wow, what have we just walked into? But. Um, but then in my own riding, I knew I was racing well. I was struggling a little bit with like repeating my efforts, but I knew I had the legs by the end of it, so I knew what I needed to do by the last day. In general terms, how are Team England looking back on their track cycling programme? Obviously, you know, there's been medal success. There was obviously a serious injury as well for, for Matt Walls. How, how are you all reflecting on it? Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a, a chaotic uh, few days. The crashes have been quite horrific especially if you were in the track and you saw it um like when Joe Truman crashed I was just about to head up for my last round so that was that was quite hard to take as a whole team but the performances that have gone well like everyone's really proud of so morale's been quite high it seems to me like there's been more crashes than normal is that fair to say it's not the most dangerous sport but when there are crashes it can be quite horrible um and it is just like a bit of bad luck I think um and a bit more than normal but yeah Certainly Laura Kenny was saying that she felt really affected by, by being there and witnessing Matt Walls because you've got to go out there and do the same things shortly afterwards, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was on everyone's mind as well because, because it's people you know, it affects you more as well. Um, but then again, it's part of what we sign up to do, I think. Um, and the team around us have been great. Like We have loads of support staff. Like We, we have a lot of the British cycling staff from all like the national lottery funding and stuff who came down with us as well so the whole team's been pretty great in like looking after us and making sure that we're all okay to like get back up on the start line after all of what went on and great that that matt's okay and, and not too seriously injured 
yeah, I can't can't really believe that everyone's come away like pretty okay. Um, pretty lucky there, I think. So just before we wrap up, let's come back to you. I mean, is this a, a launch pad for you? Do you see now, as you say, you've got Europeans that you're going to take a lot from what you've achieved here this week? Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's a springboard onto the next like step up almost. I think I've been the last few years. I've been there like chasing the people who have been above me like Katie March and and uh, I'm hoping that this is now that step up into the next like level of people well congratulations enjoy that and hopefully you get time to party off the Europeans thank you very much Sophie Capel talking to Michael. This is Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy. And gymnastics in this country has rightly been under the spotlight for the past year or so. And if you've heard our British Athletes Commission podcast on the White Review, you'll understand what we're talking about. But the Birmingham arena has been the setting for joy and delight rather than despair for British gym stars in the past few days. Particularly Team England and local boy Joe Fraser, who we'll hear from in a minute. And three-time gold medalist youngster Jake Jarman. Well, first of all, congratulations. Are you losing count of these gold medals yet? No, not yet. Um, I, I'm appreciating everything that's like that I've the op- all the opportunities that I've had. Um, I'm just appreciating every single moment of it. Um, and you know, I, it, to be honest, I, I sit every night. I've sat up in my bedroom um, and I've kind of thought about how the day's gone to try and soak everything up. But I don't think it's really hit me yet how like how amazing my competitions have been going you know I couldn't be grateful for the results I couldn't be more grateful for the results and when you arrived in Birmingham when you were planning living with the guys in Lillishaw for the month before this was this the expectation for you or has it exceeded that it's beyond exceeded my any expectations you know um one of the main well the main focus obviously was the team competition um to do well and then because that's the qualifying comp as well you know that really determines how many days of competition you're going to be a part of um but to actually do well in the qualifiers was you know that was i felt like that was the most pressure um and every other competition after that you know it's it's an added bonus um that's how i felt anyway but you know it's an it's an amazing opportunity to be able to be in the finals at such an, ama- um, at such an amazing competition, you know, um, especially being in a home crowd. So. I was going to ask you about the crowd. There's thousands of people out there screaming for you. You seem pretty chilled about it all, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I try and hide it because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, when I'm about to compete, I, I need to try and keep a level head, you know, try and keep calm because even the smallest distractions, you know, it really makes a difference to the outcome of your routine. Um, but you know, afterwards, like just trying to soak everything up and just thank, ev- like, just to thank everyone for all their support. Well, Joe, congratulations! How do you look on that return, three golds? Yeah, it's a it's a dream come true. You know, considering the the, the competitions, I, well, not sorry, not competitions, the training I had prior to the games, walking away f- with three gold medals, truly is a dream come true. And I'm proud of each and every one of the team that managed to. Uh, get some success out here you talk about walking away do you mean hopping away because you've done all this pretty much on one foot (laughs) I've done everything I can to be you know fighting fit and even though I had I fractured my foot two and a half weeks ago I'm over the moon with the success I managed to get you know all the other lads have done incredibly well you know Jake he's he's the wonder kid you know he's achieved so much greatness out here and it's inspiring to see 
that such a young lad can achieve so much greatness. So moving forward, I know we'll pull together as a team. Europeans is only two and two weeks away, so yeah, we'll refocus and get ready for that. Two and a half weeks ago, did you think you'd even be able to get here, let alone the success you've had? Truthfully, my belief has always been that I could I could do it. I, I right up until the day before we were competing, I truly believed I could do six apparatus. But it just wasn't the safest thing for me to do and I had to I had to think of my long term health rather than just the fact that I was competing in the home games and I knew there was Europeans and World Championships later on in the year, so I, I managed to take a step back, put my ego aside and actually think about myself and the rest of the team for a moment. And you talk about home games, home city games for you. <laughs> I mean, you were out for a thousand days to go, two years to go, a year to go. We saw you at Kit launch. You were here for everything. Has it come up to expectations, Birmingham? Better, better. Even with the the obstacles I've had to overcome to get here, I do it all again. I do it all again just to experience that crowd and walking out and seeing my friends and family out there. So, honestly. Having a Birmingham competition like the Commonwealth Games has been makes me speechless, honestly. Now, you know, if you'd listened to Brum's The Word, the podcast building up to Birmingham 2022, I was so looking forward to Basketball 3x3 at these games. And as I mentioned in the last episode, it really didn't disappoint. And I'm delighted to announce that after England men won historic gold and the women a silver and the wheelchair basket till ball teams won bronze as well, that up to 20 spaces for basketball in Birmingham alone are to be upgraded. The City Council, Basketball England, along with Sport England and National Lottery are providing the cash and legacy from these games. Totally the right decision. We need more of it elsewhere, please. It is a game you can just play. Like football, that we don't mention on this pod. It's a game anyone can play. We wish basketball uh, more success over the weeks and years to come. And finally, for this second edition of our Commonwealth Games review so far, I often wonder what it's like to be the best athlete in the country. But what about breaking a Commonwealth record at the same time? That's exactly what former beauty queen, now British weightlifter Sarah Davis did. A record 229 kilograms she lifted in the women's 71 kilogram category. And it came weeks after returning from a ban in the sport for making disrespectful comments about a fellow athlete. An upgrade from four years ago. Has it been burning very bright inside you that you wanted to get right on the top of the podium? Yeah, I came to Birmingham with one plan and one plan only, and that was to take home the gold medal and, and better what I did in Gold Coast. Um, I was very close to the gold medal in Gold Coast, so there was only one, one medal I was going home with. What is the state of British and, and English weightlifting at the minute? Um, it's definitely on the rise. You know, I'm in my 11th year of weightlifting, and in that time we've seen a massive change in the sport, um, especially on the women's side. I mean... I won a medal at my first few nationals just because there was only three women in my weight class and now it's a battle even just to qualify for nationals and you know that's showing that the grassroots level all the way up to up to the top. Is that important to you or are you just focused selfish even on wanting to achieve what you want to achieve? Uh, No it's definitely something that's important to me. Um, 
making sure that you know the young girls especially coming through have got that support um as someone who was bullied for being muscular as a kid when I was a gymnast you know to to put myself out there to show 11 year old me that it's okay to be muscular and you know to be a female athlete which that didn't necessarily exist the same in the mainstream media as you know all those years ago so um yeah it's definitely important to be inspiring that next generation of athletes take us back then how challenging was it growing up um it was tough because it was you know I loved sport I loved gymnastics um and you know probably part of one of the reasons I stopped was was because of that and I wanted to be normal um and doing what my friends were doing and going to the cinema into the shops and whatever um so yeah it was difficult but you know it's all part of the process all part of the journey and probably why I'm such an advocate now of making sure that you know body image and stuff is is center of my social media in a positive way of I'm an athlete and my body looks like this because it's strong um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And if this week has shown not just with Team England's performances here in Birmingham but the Lionesses as well, we need strong women and not just physically but mentally too in this country. Yeah, I think, you know, the the change in women's sport in the media now is is phenomenal and who knows, you know, what would have happened if I'd have had that 20 years ago but... um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm here for it now and, you know, hopefully inspiring that next generation to just not give up on their dreams and to keep pushing. And, you know, it is now more acceptable for, for women to be athletic. Um, and I think that's probably part of the London legacy as well that we saw. Um, and social media is moving things in the right way. If it's used correctly, you know, it can be a positive thing. What's next? I mean, the Olympics, we're now getting into that cycle, aren't we, of qualification and everything. Is that now very much first and foremost in your mind? Yeah, um, have a little bit of downtime, but um, our qualification for Paris starts in December with our World Championships, so no rest for the wicked and we get ready to go again. And in the short term, do you get to enjoy this now and enjoy the rest of the games? Uh, Yeah, I'll be enjoying the rest of the games and the rest of the weightlifting and um, yeah, get a little bit of a holiday in before the end of the month and um, yeah, onwards and upwards from there. Enjoy your holiday. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I hate to be the one to say it, but this time next week, It will all be over. No. And already we're hearing here in Birmingham and local media, local newspapers are reporting this very favourable comparisons to London 10 years ago. I remember around about this stage at the Gold Coast Games being in Australia and the headlines in all the local papers were now for something else, now for something bigger, now for something better. We've done these Commonwealth Games. Birmingham here is putting on a great show at, remember, just four and a half years' notice. So imagine what they could do with a bit more time. Birmingham 2036, anyone? The Olympics? We'll have to wait and see on that one, I think. I just remember the uh, doomed 1992 bid. We'll see. The Olympics may have to change. It always said it had to go to capital cities these days, but uh, they're doing a great job, as did Glasgow in 2014, to be fair, as well. This is Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy, and do follow us as we continue to track everything happening here at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.